What's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening and watching The Carmine Davis Show. What the fuck is up, bitch? Happy Renaissance. Um, I apologize for my absence last week. I was just really getting into this album, right? And, like, first of all, I want to say how I am truly honored no, I want to start by saying, as you, if you are a listener, listener, day one listener to the Carmine Davis Show, um, welcome back. Uh, if you are a new listener, make sure you follow, subscribe, like, and review this podcast. Because um, I don't do it for my health, right? And we're popping real shit here. And I always keep it a buck, a thousand, a million, a trillion. I don't know how to, when these lights go up and this mic gets in my mouth, you know, I don't know how to hold back, right? It's a part of my artistry. It's a part of my creative process. Um, this is my therapy. Every week, you thousands of you guys are tuning in to a therapy session, whether you guys know it or not. And I'm keeping it real and I'm talking about things that matter to me, right? And what I think, honestly, truly. So this particular podcast is about someone who I've talked about in the past who I have had a checkered past with, and that's Beyonce Giselle Knowles, right? Carter. So growing up, I was the biggest Beyonce fan of all time. I think before there was a beehive officially, like I was a part of that, right? I had, I was a kid. I had, every time Beyonce had a magazine, I had a picture of it on the wall. I, my walls were covered with Beyonce, um, uh, memorabilia, photos, or what have you, right? So I am the original Beehive member. Like from, and my favorite Beyonce was the end of Destiny's Child, um, the Survivor Beehive member. Um, I love the writings on the wall, but it was a little too old for me, right? My cousins listened to it. My cousins, shout out to April, Crystal, Alicia, all of them put me on to such great music that makes it seem like I am much older than I am, right? So I was exposed to a lot of great music, and Beyonce and Destiny's Child was one of them. Um, the writings on the wall from the uh, So Good um, to Bugaboo to Temptations to I'll leave him if you leave her. We'll fly away. Don't say a word. Like, I'm like that Beyonce fan. The cornrow Beyonce to Crazy in Love Beyonce to B-Day Beyonce. So around the B-Day era, that's when she had a chokehold on me. Like I listened to B-Day up and down for I still listen to B-Day up and down, right? Like I know everything about it. I became such a huge stan of hers. And then I am Sasha Fears came around, which of course I supported it because I was the Beehive member. But as a creator, I felt like Beyonce kind of distanced herself and she was kind of focused on cap the capitalistic part of music. I'm just going to be honest. And then it was about the blockbuster moment. She wanted to make money. It was about the tour. It was about proving that she was an act. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but the music lacked. Um, I felt like she was like stealing all the time. She was doing a lot of shady shit and it broke my heart as a Beyonce fan. I'm not going to lie. Like 
I was I dropped out of the Beehive around the end of the I Am Sasha Fierce era um, to the Four era. I bought now. I bought both of those. I bought the deluxe, the singles, um, all of those of both, right? Because I'm still loyal. I'm a Capricorn. I'm loyal to my Virgo queen, right? But I criticized them up and down. Four was a great album. It was decent. Um, but one plus one really rubbed me the wrong way. Like, bitch, how do you not know algebra? But you know one plus one is two. And you wrote a song about it and put it out there. Let the dream punk you into telling everybody that you damn near illiterate, but you know you love this nigga. Like, not okay, okay? Like, not okay. Not okay. Then I did. I started to dislike the fact that from an artist's perspective, right, it felt like Beyonce was always above reproach. And I don't believe that. I, I feel like we should be able to say what we want to say about and be able to listen to a piece of work, right, and digest it, especially as another artist or someone from someone who you admire, someone who you look up to, right? So I was not a thousand percent in love, and I did not believe that this was the same Beyonce who wrote or co-wrote Bugaboo, um, and growth happens, right? But it, there was a voice that was missing from a lot of the Beyonce songs. Like, it wasn't the same voice, even though it was signed Beyonce. It just felt like it was not the real Beyonce that I grew up with. Not the fact that she just grew up. It was more on the lines of this was someone who was writing songs and putting out songs that were going to get her hits. Not knocking that. Everybody does it, but it just felt unauthentic. The stealing, the, um, let's be real, the skin bleaching, the, the appearance, like things were just really, really weird. And then the fact that she just never did an interview, right? She never spoke about any fucking thing. Just fell back. She got on stage and she put us through these one twos, these cute moments, right? And never talked about it. Then... You know, you think, okay, well, she's happy. She probably does have nothing to talk about. Talal just whooping Jay-Z's ass in the elevator, girl. Like, talk about it. Say something. What the fuck is going on over there? Then what really made me, um, I went on and I started listening to different type of music. Like, I grew up with R&B and pop, um, old school kind of in the house. I'm, I'm, I'm black. You know, we listened to um, a lot of different music. But I started to diversify my musical taste. I'm an artist again, like I said. And so I started to diversify my music taste. And then coming back, the, the music that Beyonce was making just did not make me feel anything anymore. As an artist, to be perfectly, the, to be perfectly honest, like the things that she did as a business person, um, her rollouts, all of those things were to take note. Like you, you, you were supposed to take note of what Beyonce did but the art behind it just did not resonate with me. I didn't like anything, honestly, 100% like I did the Dangerously Love and the B-Day album. Now, I thought for, for a while, right? I thought it was because I aged out. You know, even though I was only like, what, when B-Day came out, I was probably like 14, like 12 or something. But you're, I'm, you're talking to someone who is a million years old in their mind, right? And even though, like, I'm young, but you're, remember that you're talking to someone who was old as hell, right? Like, so by the time I was listening to Beyonce, 
I wasn't able to relate to Beyonce anymore. Like, by around the age when I was supposed to listen to her. If that makes any sense. So, the Four album just kind of, it was good to me. I listened to it. Um, it was decent. The um, Beyonce album was great because it was different. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was different from her a little bit. But um, I go so long without really listening to anything that Beyonce has written in a long time. If it had nothing to do with Destiny's Child, um, and if it didn't have anything to do with the BA. I go, I've gone years, personally, without spinning music of Beyonce's in my own um, life. I don't listen to Beyonce. I don't, none of her music that she puts out really, ugh, like, got me. I listen to it when I go out, feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. Like, you know, like, I liked it. It was all right. But it was nothing that really I sat around and listened to. As I grew up, and I was just like, I just don't like it. I didn't like anything. I'm going to be real. Like, I wasn't a big fan. Then, okay, Renaissance came around. So something about this rollout felt different. The music that she was doing beforehand um, the songs that she was coming out with, I, I started to look at Beyonce a little bit more, a little differently when she did the Lion King soundtrack. Not the movie. The movie kind of, you know. I'm like, girl, honey, like, I'm good. Like, I love you. And I appreciate what you've done to me, but I'm real. And I'm going to be real about everything that she does because I, I, I was a genuine fan at one point. So, and it's never to hate, but I mean, Lion King was I. Right. So, but the soundtrack, I love the sounds that she did. I love Beyonce on those Afro um, trap disco sounds. Um, it made me pay attention to how she layered. And it also kind of related to me almost like back in the day when it made me realize the things that I loved about Beyonce was her. She was all, and I talk about this on, I want to say season one of the podcast, go back and listen to it, where I talk about the importance of the writings on the wall album and why it was significant. And I actually stumbled across an interview with Candy speaking about the stylings of the writing that they had came up together with um that they did on the writings on the wall that Beyonce kind of took and it became her style where it was this rap singing right um in a way of bone thugs and harmony but meets S um SWV um meets Twister kind of thing like Beyonce kind of created this rap song that I feel like she does not get or with Candy she created this rap singing style that is unmatched, that is unparalleled, that is change, like game-changing. You can hear it on So Good. You can hear it on um, Independent Women. Question, tell me what you think about me. I buy my own diamonds and I buy my own rings. Only ring that's silly when I'm feeling like it's a, when it's all over, please get up and leave. Question, tell me how you feel about this. Try to control me, boy, you get... It's, it's a staccato type of singing. Like, 
that is not, it's not singing and it's not rapping and it's not a honest representation of either. It's a perfect blend. Like of some hip hop hood shit, but it's pretty and it's like and melodic on top of these rap tracks that she probably could spit on. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so her writing and then doing that music, and then I heard her kind of doing it more on um, the, the Lion King soundtrack, whether it was, um, you know, Nile or, um, you know, she didn't do it really on Brown Skin Girl. Brown Skin Girl was fully melodic. But it, even the subject matter, the sounds were, wow, she is bringing something to the table instead of there being dishes there and she's taking it and putting her own hot sauce on it. Like, that's what I felt like she was doing. Like, she would take these tracks that all the girls were doing and throw in a little Beyonce sauce on top, where Beyonce was like, well, let me go on and cook something for y'all on this one. Let me introduce a sound that is authentically me. It represents who I am as a black woman or as a black person. And we reimagining it, reproducing it, bottling it up and doing it her way and bringing it to the table. And it was like, I felt like she kind of, whatever goals Beyonce had in mind, um, as far as like hits, um, maybe discography vibe, whatever she wanted to prove, she had already proved it. Now it was sort of like, now it's getting a message across. Uh, whether it was her being pride, prideful of her skin color, her um, wanting people to be prideful of their heritage, all these things. So then you move on to the Black Panther soundtrack, which has, which I feel like everybody needs to go back and actually give an honest spin on, right? Especially if you're a fan of Renaissance. A lot of Renaissance sound was birthed during the recording process of the Lion King soundtrack that she did. It's, I almost feel like move as actually a Lion King soundtrack, like leftover almost. It almost feels like it was the same kind of vibe, like it should have been on the Lion King soundtrack. Then you get her these like these runoff, these one-off singles that she did. And I remember Black Parade and how honored, like I was so happy that she did this song. Beyonce saying those words to that beat, that styling, again, bringing back that singing rap singing that I loved about Beyonce as a child, right? Then to bring it on to these new sounds with these new writers that were coming up that also had something to say about what was going on with us. Because I was out there, you know, marching. I was out there with my friends and we wanted to have music that we could, what I want to say, bring in really in the revolution that we were dealing with. Cause this was our, this was our revolution at the time when George Floyd um, was murdered and Breonna Taylor, all the, when we were marching and riding and all these things, there was no other artist out there who was brave enough to use their platform to do songs for us to soundtrack the movement. And that's when I started being like, you know what? I fuck with her. But once is a choice. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, maybe she's onto something. Then she did this song called Be Alive, right? Where she did on the um, King Richards soundtrack, the movie that was based off of uh, Serena Williams. I'm sorry, child. Like, if, you, if you're looking, I, got, I spilled a little Cosmo on this shirt, and it's not forgiving. But 
you know, then she'd be alive for the King Richard soundtrack, which I loved word for word. It's not the sing rapping that she's like good and she kind of created, but the message. I got a million miles on me. They want to see how far I go. The path was never paid with gold. Like, the message. And they couldn't knock it if they tried. This is hustle persona. Like, the message behind that song it was moving to me and so I was like damn I'm like all right saved like I'm like okay I like this but Beyonce does nothing better than dance music and songs that make you move and invoke an independence in you so when she released break um break my soul I love the song and I thought it was a very interesting direction from her. And that Robin S, one of my favorite songs of all time, Show Me Love, that direction that she chose and to sample it and then bringing the gospel chorus into it, it was almost like a song that I would have done myself. You know what I'm saying? If I was, you know, able to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was beautiful. And I was like, okay, I'm excited about this record. Like, what is Beyonce's giving? Like, what is she going to give us? And then this, this imagery was beautiful, was masterful, it was opulent, it was beautiful, breathtaking, and, but still kind of, we've seen Beyonce somewhat in these similar situations, but it felt a little bit more intentional. So I remember when there were people like the Dream Maybe came out and was talking about the record, right? And how it was gonna have dance, country vibes, and all these songs, and I think to the naked ear, you would think that she was trying to give us a little pop album, but I knew it. I remember I sent my best friend, uh, Malik, a message on Instagram, and I said, I feel like she's going to do house. And when she said country, I think she meant bounce music. And I said, I feel like she's going to do some bounce music, house, ballroom type of album. I, I remember calling it. I said, and I felt like, one, it would bring so much solace to my real one of my big issues with Beyonce was that I don't feel like Beyonce loved us gay fans the way we loved her. And I listen to me before, before you touch that dial or hop into that comment section. Um, before you do all that, make sure you follow, subscribe, break and review this podcast before I lose you, bitch. Okay. Like stay with me now though. Stay with me. Don't play with me. Okay. I feel like Beyonce has never really hugged us as hard as we hugged her, right? You think about some of her, her biggest hits, independent women, girls, single ladies. All these were directly, it was almost like she was throwing these gifts out, right? And skipping over the, the punks, skipping over the gays who are literally spending most of their time defending Beyonce in the comment section, whether they're right or wrong, who are building Twitter accounts, who are making bots to buy Beyonce memorabilia and tickets, who are frontline at her show. Beyonce was making music for 
black women or women, period, and never really giving us a bone, never, ever, ever really giving us much. Let's be real. Nothing directly. Nothing directly. He give us a little comment here and there. I'm gone with the wind. Fabulous. You know, but still, it was still rooted in black women, like pro-black women. Then I remember growing up and I heard a, some comment that Beyonce made about gay people. Let me actually look it up before I open my mouth. This was old. And, you know, it's, it's Beyonce, bitch. So we might not be able to find it ever again. Beyonce talks gay. Um, if I can find it, child. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it because that bitch, she said something in Vibe a long time ago. I remember, I'm not going to, I'm going to find it. It was Vibe magazine. Anyway, I'm not going to really say exactly what I remember, but I remember being in class, reading this, and not liking it. And thinking to myself, damn, right? Like, I know recently she does, she has backed gay marriage. But it wasn't always that publicly. But it wasn't always that way for anybody. So I'm going to find that article, bitch. She said something real sketchy about gays. Saying how she... I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. If I find it, I'm going to put it here, right? And let y'all read that shit through itself. But with time, she nodded to us. But never gave us that love back that I felt like she we gave her and nobody can argue that is not true Beyonce has never really gave us our moment she disguises the music right as pro-woman but nobody is repping Beyonce like the gays black gays are they would die on a bullet for Beyonce and it never felt like she really gave a fuck about us I'm going to be a thousand percent honest. She might have said some things or posted something every now and then. But as far as how much we wrote for her, it felt like she was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to spend this money on getting black women educated, which is amazing. But, um, you know, girls, y'all deal with it yourselves. Like, 
It just never felt like she loved us back as much as we loved her. Do you... I'm almost afraid because y'all know how delusional y'all are. Like, y'all know how delusional y'all are. Y'all not going to agree with me. And that's fine. That is okay. That's a thousand percent okay. Leave a comment below if you felt like Beyonce gave us gays, gays just as much love as we've given her. Or did Beyonce wait until it was popular or socially acceptable or when she couldn't ignore it anymore? It almost felt like Beyonce wanted to have an ideal fan base. She always spoke about Irreplaceable. When she speaks about these songs, right, how she wanted to empower women, empower women, empower women. But in reality, she was empowering me. She was empowering you. She was empowering other black, gay, queer artists to leave bad relationships, to move and get their own shit, to be independent. And it was like almost like she never really did any art directly for us when she had the power and she was able to, right? But I say all that, almost like Beyonce had heard me, right? It was almost like Beyonce had heard my prayers and created Renaissance. This album is exactly what I needed from Beyonce. It literally, on a personal level, right? And it's, I needed that acknowledgement. I needed her to know that we, about our lifestyle. Does she know about our lifestyle? You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, a black, black women and gay people do have a very interesting, gay men, especially black gay men, have a very interesting relationship where it's all very surface. We can act like we don't know it. It's true or, or, or not. We can act like we don't, but sometimes it's very surface. Beyonce gave me that. Like, girl, do you do hair? What kind of hair? Can you do my hair? You know what I mean? Like, do you do makeup? Oh, can you style me? Oh, okay. What do you do? Kind of like, y'all know what I'm talking about. And that's not, I don't know Beyonce personally, but I've been a fan of her for years. And that's what she always gave me until Renaissance. It was almost like she was sitting on a wealth of knowledge or, or she watched Pose during lockdown and wanted to do songs like that, whatever, like whatever. And then Uncle Johnny, you know, all these things, you know, all those things could be true, but it almost felt like she knew about our struggles, what we liked and what we wanted from her the whole goddamn time and waited until she could put it all on this long ass album. The album is long. I thought when I first my knee, my knee jerk reaction was like, "Damn, like, bitch, do we need what can she be talking about? All these goddamn songs." But it was, like, it. My first spin, I was like, "Girl, like, damn, bitch, like, okay, this is, this is a cute song. Okay, 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 okay. Like, shit. All right, when I mean." I'd like to finish the album, you know, like, like, okay, well shit, maybe I got to put this shit in part and go listen to this in the morning because I listen to music differently than the average consumer. I wasn't just going to listen to whatever Beyonce just gave us. I wasn't, I had an expectation for Beyonce this go around, especially knowing what she had already rolled out. 
I knew she was coming with something completely different this time around. And I was right. Beyonce really brought this. I'm giving this album 4.5 stars, period. On period. Right. This is masterpiece. This is amazing records. It's acknowledgement. It's a, um, a, you can tell that this is a black woman who did her research, who it doesn't feel like she sat in a room and people told her what to do. It sounds like she came into the room and told people what to do for once and for, like, for once. And it was almost like, it, like she had woken up and was like, all right, yeah, you know, I mean, girls, but I met gays. Gays run the world. I met that and I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to tell them like straight up and down. I don't think y'all heard me. The first couple of million times when I was, y'all, like, you know, Carmine, I heard his little bullshit on his, like, his podcast. I'm, a, I'm, no, wrong. And she did. Like, so from the beginning, the intro, I felt like it was, it, I'm that girl, to me, was chilling. Like, it was almost like a seance. Like, or not a seance, like a, this bitch is She's getting, she's getting crystals on her altar, it's burning some shit, like some, there's chicken bones, probably from Kalisa's, a, a chicken that she stole from Kalisa's farm, right? And she broke the fucking neck and she's throwing chicken bones down on a, on a mat, right? These motherfuckers ain't stopping me. These And that sample, that, that Dolomite sample, all of that was masterful. It was almost as if, she was trying to set a tone. She And I've read some people saying that she's into witchcraft. I believe it. Because I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on my Sabrina shit as well a little bit. I mean, hello. But that, it was a mantra. These motherfuckers ain't stopping me. These motherfuckers ain't stopping. It was almost like she wanted us to know. And she wanted us to feel the same way because we always felt the same way. Beyonce has always empowered us, especially as gay black men. She's always empowered us, but she never empowered us. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like we were taking these songs, right? And me, myself, and I. Oh, my ladies, if you feel me, help me sing it out. Like, it was, it was songs like that, but we weren't ladies. We weren't. We weren't that like so she was like all right well fuck it let me dust it off alien superstar ah too classy to be touched like it was and, and like she wanted okay when that wasn't enough all right she was like all right fuck it like um how can i let the, these girls know i'm talking to them right she move energy um all these like songs that it was directly to us until she gets to the miss honey Miss Honey, like, it was almost like she was like, no, bitch, I'm talking to you. I see you, I know you, and I love you, and I know what you're going through. And this whole orchestration, like, it was, it was intentional. And I'm thankful for that, because it's rare that you get it done that way. But she just didn't give us some Vogue songs, right? These songs were masterful. They were everything. They were thought out. Um, they uh, well, <laughs> um, they were thought out as a whole. But I'm gonna get to that. Hold on, right there, because this, this is I'm getting here and I'm it's time to wrap it up. Um, but 
They were, it was thought out. It was carefully crafted. Even the samples. She, my favorite song, I'm going to tell you right now, my favorite song on the whole album that after a week I have digested it. I really have just been, I, had no, I could not sit on this mic, right? That day it came out and talk about this record. Because one, everybody else was. And I felt like everybody was giving me information that I didn't ask for, that I wasn't 100% sure I felt the same way about. And I had not digested it on my own to even come up with something to even talk to you about. And I knew I didn't want to just overlook the record and talk about whatever's going on over there at Britney's house, you know, them kids acting up at Britney's house. Like, I didn't want to just skip over it. And I was like, I want to acknowledge this because this is important to me because I, I am a Beyonce fan who is hurt. I'm not going to lie. Like, Beyonce hurt my motherfucking feelings. Like, she has hurt my feelings because I knew she could do Renaissance a long time ago. I knew it. I knew this. And, and be alive and all these things because she was a representation of black excellence to me for years. For, as a kid, this black person out there being excellent by still keeping it hood, you know what I mean? Like acknowledging where she come from. And I just felt like she just was replaced by a bot. For a long ass time, like there was no warmth to her music anymore. If, and I also felt like she just did not acknowledge me. And this album go around, I'm like, oh my God, this is something that I am, as a fan, I'll be beehive. I want to apologize and I want y'all to take me back. I'm on my knees, bitch. Take me back, beehive members. Take me to fuck back. Like, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to do my due diligence. I'm not, man, I might even, tonight I might jump into some Twitter beef. Tonight. Tonight. That's my Twitter poll tonight. Did this, did this Renaissance album make you more, um, more of a proud, a prouder member of the Beehive or did it turn you off? Because a lot of people felt, I, I know a lot of women, particularly black women, did not like this record, which makes me like it more. Because she fed y'all for decades, right? Like, if this is about us, and the fact that y'all hoes can't even enjoy a moment for us proves what I've just said earlier. Like, black, our relationship with black women is surface, and this album is a political movement about that. So, boom. Okay, back to what I was saying, because I'm not about to, I'm not going to be here all night, girl, because I got shit to do. But... I got my own motherfucking record to finish. Okay, but I stopped on. The, I called you to tell you one. My favorite song on the album is "Cuff It" because, man, the fact that <laughs> like no, the fact that this bitch sampled one of my favorite songs of all time and made "Ooh La La" by Tina, Tina Marie like. When I heard it and I heard that sample immediately, I heard it as soon as I heard it. And I was like, this is why I love this song so much. Because that song is so important to me. Because as a child, that song, I grew into it and I learned what that song meant. The same way that I realized that I want the same kind of relationship that Beyonce is talking about in Cuff It. And I felt like she got me. I don't know how to describe that. Like I felt like she saw me. That Ooh La La is my, one of my favorite love songs. I mean, my God. Like, that is one of my favorite love songs of all 
time. You can ask everybody I know. My best friends will tell you. Ooh la la is, it means so fucking much to me. And she sampled it and she did such a good job on it. And uh, to a song that reimagined and made it to me. Because I want to, I'm going to move to fuck something up. Like, I need a drink. Pull me a drink, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, pull up, pull up. Show up, show up. We get nasty. You know what I mean? Like, to take you, have you ever had fun like this? Like, niggas, like, that's how I be getting these niggas. You know, like, taking them to an experience and she got it. Like, but anyway, taking a drink because we got to talk seriously again. Um, all that being said, she was a dead motherfucking wrong for what she did to Khalees. And I'm tired of y'all acting, trying to pay it like it didn't happen. And I act like it's not a real thing. It's not hot. It's not lukewarm. It's not tepid. It's not cool what she did. It's not right, but it's okay. Right? Like, okay. We need to be real about Beyonce and her ways. Uh, she does steal. She steals, she steals, she steals. Um, she always has, and that's okay. We we know it. We get it, right? I mean, great artist still. So, two, what I feel like Khalees, what people are missing about the situation was that Khalees was not credited on that song. To my, I looked at the credit with my own eyes. I'm about to Google it because maybe somebody's got some receipts that I'm missing. Beyonce was... She did not credit that girl. Police's name was not. She was not credited. She was not credited on that song. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Her name was not on it. But I'm a business person as well. I went to school for both music industry and business entrepreneurship. And I do understand that Beyonce, I mean, Khalees fucked herself out. Well, they fucked her out of it, but also her ignorance fucked herself out of her ownership and her rights. But if I knew that, as a fan of Khalees, I'm a big fan of Khalees, a huge fan of Khalees. And if I knew that her relationship with Pharrell and all that was kind of weird, Beyonce knew that. But the thing, what people are missing about that piece of information, like who gives a fuck, right? Like she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Her song, she went to Pharrell and they used it. But Khalees said it with her own mouth. They know each other. They have been out together. They have mutual friends. He could have spoken to her and added her name. It would not have cost her anything. It would not have cost her anything. Beyonce is not looking to make money off this album. Let's be very clear. This is an act. You can tell from the top to the bottom. 
by how many samples she's used, how many, everybody, every sample I heard, I literally would, and I'm a ear, I have a musical ear. Baby, I promise you, there's not too many songs that I don't know. And I'm not just saying that as a being braggadocious or anything like that. You can ask anybody I know. I know every fucking song because I love music. I genuinely love music. So I do know that Beyonce went through and sampled and gave credit to every single person could except police. Police's name was not on that. She was not on the energy. And that was the issue. She could have called her. She could have wrote her name down without Pharrell's permission. That's Khalees. She could have done that. She could have definitely. She could have put Kay Rogers, Khalees Rogers down. She could have done it. Her name was not there. Pharrell and Chad Hugo's name were there. Who are, who own Milkshake. Which is crazy. Like. I feel like right now we're missing the meat and the potatoes of this conversation. Give Khalees, all, all of them niggas made as much money that they can off of them. All of them. Give it back to Khalees. Give it back to her. Give her her 333. If you don't know what that means, they were supposed to chat Hugo, Pharrell Williams, and Khalees were supposed to. Um, have three, three, three split means like a, a complete split of the song. Um, three, three, three. So Pharrell was to have three, three, three. Uh, Chad Hugo was to, well, not three, 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 three. I'm drunk. Three, three of uh, the split. Three, 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 three. A hundred, right? A hundred percent of ownership of the song. They both own it fifty which is not fair because it completely negates and omits Khalees' contribution songs with all her songs, not just Milkshake, but Milkshake is a masterpiece of its own. It is a masterpiece. It is one of the best, it, if not the best produced Neptune's track there is, along with a, a, a long list of amazing songs that Khalees had a contribution to that she gets no credit for, which is crazy because they're all rich now, wealthy, a smorgasbord of money off of these songs that they stole from this girl. Khalees has a farm. She's not broke. You know, she can perform the songs, but by now, at this point, they could give it to her and they won't lose a dime. It does seem petty. It does seem intentional and it does seem messy. I'm sorry, it is. It does seem that way. And it does seem like Beyonce going out her way to put Milkshake in it and not after, okay, let's just say she had no idea and she just did who she thought she was supposed to. When Khalees did say her piece about the situation, you completely removed her sample, which is my favorite part on that song. It was my favorite part. You removed it instead of adding her. Why? If the shoe was on the other foot, right? Which it wouldn't have been because Beyonce keeps them contracts tight. Beyonce owns songs that she ain't do shit but put a la la on. Let's be real about the bullshit. Let's be that's what's bothering me about it is that I know Beyonce wrote 
did a little oohs and ahs with some song and got a writing credit for it. If that had happened to her, it would be a fucking problem. And it wouldn't have cost her anything. Khalees is influential. Khalees has been influential on Beyonce. So why not go ahead and add her as this is, Renaissance is clearly a paying homage to, like she said, like, how do you go on and say it's paying homage to all the unspoken fallen heroes? You know what I'm saying? Or people who have never gotten their just due and the one, one who has not gotten her just due. I talk about Khalees on a previous episode. I think it was like season two of the podcast. Um, it's episode Tasty. Go listen to it. For you to just completely just omit this girl after just saying that it's for people just like her is messy and it's petty and y'all need to stop acting like it's not. And it goes with a problem that I have with Beyonce. From an artistic point of view, you cannot be handling things that way. Now, I get it. Business is business. I handle business a certain way. Um, I've dealt with business relationships and I've we done songs. I did not like the way I was advised or that people were telling me, my attorneys or whoever told me to handle the business. I didn't like it. But I have never been on Beyonce's level. And I will be one day, God willing. But when I get to that point where it's not about the money anymore and I can just do those things, I will. Everybody gets a song credit. Bitch, you didn't even... I liked you. I saw you the other day. Here's a credit on my song. Go back to like artists like Ed Sheeran. He gave Candy and Tiny a sample of um, No Scrubs off Shape of You. I have not... Me, I love music, and I know No Scrubs, and I love that song, and I still don't hear what the fuck he's talking about. Like, I do not hear No Scrubs in it. I have to go research it, but I don't hear it. The fact that he gave them, gave her a check, basically, when he could have definitely just did what Pharrell has done previously. This is a trend for Pharrell. Not giving credit like he did on... I uh, gotta give it up for Marvin Gaye on um uh what's the song that he did with Robin Thick? Um Woo Bum Bum Um Blurred Lines. He did the same thing, like not giving credit, and that needs to stop. You are a very rich, rich, rich man. I wanna give them people their credit. But that is my takeaway from Renaissance. I'm excited. I Sat back, I digested it. My favorite song is Cuff It. I'm going to give it 4.5 stars. What do you think about it, guys? Leave a comment below. What do you think about me? I, I don't think Beyonce is above reproach. I do want to be back in the beehive, but I'm not about to be delusional. So I could be like, maybe, um, I just want to be like an apprentice. Like I want to see Beyonce the way y'all see her because I love her. But I do know her shit sinks. You know, sometimes she and she and she knows it. Um, I don't know. Leave a comment below. How do I become delusional like y'all? You know, whatever. But um, leave a comment below. Love y'all. I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.